Welcome to the Project Invent podcast. Your host, NEA Art of Teaching Award recipient, Dr. Rhonda Beeman, will explore how Project Invent is on a mission to create the next generation of fearless problem solvers through invention. Please enjoy. I know that we've got a gift. We've got some parts we could lift up. This is the start of your bridge. Walk through it all with the cards you would dealt in the heart of your chest and then foster your grit. We started to sift through the pieces of youth. Keep our feet on the ground, but still reach through the roof. We're staying steady and keeping our truth. I believe in the dreams that'll sweep in the view. I know our roads may take us in a thousand different directions, but don't forget to watch the scenery. Welcome to Project Invent with Dr. B. Welcome back to Project Invent with Dr. B. If you've been listening from the very beginning until now, first of all, congratulations. That was a wise move. But if you've just joining us for the first time, you know that Project Invent has students and faculty and investors and all kinds of design thinking personnel listening to the show. And we've been really focusing on all of those audiences and what they're doing and why they're involved with Project Invent. So today we're going to kind of throw a little something new at you to kind of help you at the end of what is probably the first uh, big push for your projects and thinking about looking at demo day and what you're going to do about that and all that kind of stuff and how hard it's been. Not just regular school and regular projects and things like that, but how hard the um, and difficult, I should say, and challenging the entire process has been during everything that's going on in the world. So I thought nothing and no one better to bring on to this show than Dr. Paul Stoltz. Uh, Dr. Stoltz has been named one of the 100 top thinkers, thinkers of our time by Executive Excellence Magazine. He was voted one of the top 10 global thinkers by HR Magazine. He's a coach's coach for the U.S. Olympic team this year. Um, his specialty actually is he's the world's act, a leading authority on grit and resilience. He's the author of five international best-selling books on the subject. He's been on Oprah a couple of times. And, um, you know, when we're talking about tough stuff, uh, this is the guy that you want to talk to. Welcome to Project Invent, Dr. Stoltz. Hey, Dr. B, it's so great to be with you and everybody who's tuning into this to talk about how we can turn the tough stuff into the great stuff. Well, the first thing I want to mention is that you have actually written five books, all of them bestsellers, and with titles like Grit, The New Science of What It Takes to Persevere, Flourish, and Succeed, um, The Adversity Advantage, Adversity Quotient Turning Obstacles into Opportunities, it sounds to me like you either have a lot of experience with stuff going wrong or you were really interested in it. What what came first? You know, I just had this major revelation. I was doing this research journey that started with kind of a project invent related question. When I was just a young punk, I came up to my undergraduate professor. I just asked him, how do we know who wins? And he goes, what do you mean a what? I said, you know, anything, school, sports, life, business, whatever. And then he says, say that a different way. And I said, okay, like who fails and who prevails? So he literally poked me in the chest. He goes, that's gonna be your first research project, punk. And, and then I went to the library. So I, my life has been this quest of trying to decode 
the bedrock of human endeavor. And the big revelation of all revelations was, guess what? There's something super high octane about the way we interface with, let's call it, adversity. And what we do with that is kind of writes our whole story. Do people just come by that naturally? I mean, it seems like some really tough stuff happens to certain people and that's their turning point. That's when they realize what I'm made of and what I can do and how I'm gonna harness this and move forward. And then other people, it just kind of sends them into a downward spiral. What's the difference between those two kinds of people? You know, it comes down to something we also kind of discovered and built called your AQ. We know from real research that it turns out IQ doesn't predict much of anything about a person's success or fulfillment in life, yeah, which really is a big relief. But the thing called your AQ, your adversity quotient, which you can actually measure and strengthen after all these years of doing this, is actually a huge force and predictor in how things unfold, especially if you're an inventor. If you're trying to be an entrepreneur, invent anything, it's all about adversity. But IQ then is innate and generally not movable within a few points. AQ, is it innate in some people and not others? And how do they move at a few points? You know, the cool thing is what we've discovered is the best science tells us this is a pattern of response to life stuff that you tend to hardwire in your youth by about the age of 12 by most 16, these by the age of 16, and most people, your AQ, these patterns of response to adversity, are hardwired quite literally for the rest of your life, at, at least until now. Because what we know now is not only can you measure your AQ, which is super cool, but you can permanently upgrade and improve your AQ. And we've done that with more than a million people around the world. All right, so I'm a student of Project Invent, and I'm listening to the podcast, or I'm one of the faculty members who uh, is a freaking hero for spending their spare time and working with um, these teams, and or I'm, I'm one of the investors or whatever, whoever might be listening right now, and they're not going to have a chance to go through your programs and stuff, but maybe their first prototype of their invention or maybe they've got a student that just is, you know, feeling like a failure because their design didn't work right, or maybe they didn't, um, you know, have something turn out the way they wanted it to. Whatever it might be, whatever adversity all these teams are facing, what's a couple of things they can do to, if it, you know, make the chances that they succeed higher than if they hadn't heard this interview? Yeah, two really simple and insanely powerful things. Number one, tune in to what we'll call your core response in that moment. And then number two, use a tool, which I can explain very quickly, called the core questions for strengthening your core response to any and every situation. If you can, instead of coping with or surviving or even managing adversity, which or even getting past it, surmounting it, imagine if you could harness it where you literally are using the adversity to end up better off than you would have without it. That's what inventors do. So I can explain core. You know, what we can do is we can actually post some of these, you know, um, questions and things like that. What I'd like to do in our limited time is I, you're the faculty advisor. I'm one of the students on the team. 
our prototype didn't work. This always happens. I don't think it's going to go. I don't think we're going to even have any way to compete. What do you say? What do you do to, to make me feel like I'm not, a, I'm not failing or that the obstacle is surmountable? Okay. So I'm going to use a tool with you called the lead sequence, and it's a way to lead you to a higher AQ outcome. So here's the way it goes. The L stands for listen. So I go, wow, sounds like this is really falling apart. And you say? It fell apart. It's not falling. It fell apart. Okay. So let's talk about this. So given the whole situation, what's the one thing you care about most? What matters to me is that we have something that we can help our community partner with, and we can actually compete on demo day. And I, I feel like this latest disaster means we're not going to have that. Okay. But so clearly, if things keep going the way they are, it's not going to work out. But let me ask you at this point, really, what evidence is there it has to turn out that way? I got nothing. Okay. And that's the way it is so far. But what evidence is there it has to stay that way? Well, we'd have to work like 24 hours a day the next, you know, couple of weeks. Well, that's one option. Let's talk about it. What could you do to, to at least increase the chances that this turns out okay? I could mm, maybe get some other people to help that weren't on the team before. We need more help. Oh, great. Let, let's just make a list. I'll write that one down. What else could you do? Let's come up with a couple more. What else could you do to at least increase the chances it turns out okay? Have you do it instead of us? <laughs> okay, that's an option. What what else could you do to at least increase the chances it turns out great? I don't know. I feel like that's all I could do. Okay. If your best friend was in this situation and you really, really wanted to help her, what would you advise her to do to, to at least increase the chances it turns out great? I would say what I just said, get some more help. Okay. So now let me explain what I just did. I L listened, I E by saying, given the whole situation, what's the one thing you care about most? I E established accountability. Then when I said, sounds terrible, but what evidence is there it has to turn out this way? I A analyzed the evidence, so L E A. And then when I said, what can you do to at least increase the chances, it turns out okay, now we're up to do something, L E A D, notice, in a matter of two minutes, just by asking those very precise questions, which we've honed over a lot of years, I was able to not tell you, not advise you, not coach you, but lead you to a higher AQ option and approach and outcome than you otherwise would have had. The amazing thing about the lead sequence is it pretty much always works. Well, that's pretty cool. And I think that's something that people listening could put to use right away. Um, you know, because something along the way always goes a little cattywampus, always goes a little wrong. And sometimes it does just throw the whole team into disarray. You know, you're right. And the other thing that I failed to mention that is actually very powerful about the lead sequence is you can use it with anyone at any time on anything, starting with yourself. Because what inventor, when you're really fatigued and tired and fed up and frustrated, hasn't had moments of doubt or hasn't had moments where they wonder if they're just completely, you know, flailing and failing? 
Well, well it's like again, Thomas Edison. It's like that story about Thomas Edison where he tried to invent the light bulb a thousand times. And instead of giving up, he said, I just know a thousand ways that it won't work. Yeah, a thousand ways it has not yet worked. And it's right. And so the lead sequence is a way to kind of reignite, get back on track. Because here's the astonishing thing about adversity. So much adversity we face, like we hear so much about anxiety and depression, right? Is about things that have not yet happened or are not yet certain. So most low AQ responses in our heads are based on actually assumptions. They're not based on facts. Again, it's like Mark Twain, right? Who said, I've had some really horrible moments in my life and some of them actually happened. That's one of my favorite all-time adversity quotes. <laughs> Absolutely. So Project Invent, you know, the cool thing about it is it's a way to reroute, get back on path, and fuel that relentlessness and resilience it takes to bust through. Because that's the problem, isn't it? Because a lot of times when the first wave of adversity hits you, you give up. That's right. And you know, one of the biggest difference between um, an idea and an innovation is sheer, raw, resilient perseverance. Because innovation means you did something with it. You turned it into something. The idea is easy. I mean, you know, Dr. B, you've written some fantastic books. You can't be an author without people coming up to you and saying, I've got an idea for a book. I've had hundreds of people say that. And I hate to sound jaded, but out of those hundreds of people, how many of them are going to sit down and do the work and suffer the setbacks? Well, that's why we're so involved with Project Invent, because you've got students who on their own time and dime are joining this team and trying to do something good in the world for you know other people. And then on top of that, they present it in front of you know um, in angel investors and other um, investment firms and things like that. I mean, they're, they're taking, instead of just having a right answer or doing their homework or whatever, they're joining this of their own volition and trying to make something great happen in the world. You know, I got all, ta- all day for people like that. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, these all of you who are doing that are just heroes. And you don't even realize one of the things the gifts you're giving the world right now is hope. You know, when you're out there doing things and cracking away at trying to devise ways to improve people's lives, especially now, that gives us all hope. And it inspires other people to maybe turn off Netflix for a little while and do the same. Well, I understand that you actually have gone for a number of years to MIT's launch program, which is very similar to what Project Invent is doing in, in bringing, but instead they bring high school students to MIT for a summer, um, you know, program, and uh, that you put all of them through the AQ program. And the thing that was most that stood out the most to you was the world's going to be okay when you meet people like this who are doing that. Yeah, you know, there's two things that I think are really insightful for Project Invent. Number one, so you take a thousand applicants of the best and brightest from around the world for these 70 spots in this program. I got news for you. Their AQs are no higher than yours. And everyone can improve their AQ permanently. So they're starting off at the same place you are. And number two, as you said, you know, people like Project Invent, what you're doing makes me what I call an evidence-based optimist. By seeing 
what you're doing with and for people in the world, that gives me concrete evidence for believing the world's going to be a better place. So thank you for that. I think that's the perfect place to end, Dr. Stoltz. You can't get any better than having evidence-based optimists talking about all the young people and their faculty members and all the schools across our country doing something purposeful and promising and possible for others and giving their time and their talent. And sure things are gonna go wrong, sure things are gonna have bumps in the road, but there are ways to deal with that that will not uh, set you back, but that you can actually harness and use as fuel to move forward and up. And we will make sure and leave some links on our site so that people can get a hold of you, Dr. Stoltz, or some of your books, and also more details about what adversity quotient and grit really are and how they can um, optimize the lead sequence and all those kind of good things that you're giving us today. Awesome. Thank you so much. And anyone who does reach out to me on LinkedIn, for example, I promise I will respond to every single person, every single question. I'm here to help. Thank you, Dr. B. Great. And thanks again from Project Invent, Dr. Stoltz, Paul Stoltz, author of The Adversity Quotient, Turning Obstacles into Opportunities. And that's what we're doing, everybody out there. That's what we're doing. Are you considering homeschooling this year? or concerned about addressing all your child's literacy skills or academic performance? Now more than ever, Linda Moodbell programs for reading, comprehension, and math can help students catch up or get ahead in learning. In a matter of weeks, your child can feel more confident and prepared for school. Our evidence-based intervention is individualized, one-to-one, and proven effective for all types of students with challenges that affect learning, including dyslexia. Spots are filling fast, so enroll now. Learn more at lindamoodbell.com slash projectinvent. Thank you for listening. You can find more information about Project Invent on the website at projectinvent.org. Tune in next week for more ideas, inspiration, and information about invention here on Project Invent with Dr. B.